Hello and welcome to Salome's Writer Therapy, where you and your writing connect. Writing is hard. Even if you only have one storyline, it's still hard. But what about two or three or five? In today's episode, I'm going to talk to you about how to write multiple plot lines. Your main external plot, your internal plot or your character arc and your subplots. Specifically, I'm going to share with you how you can weave these plot lines together to make an engaging and satisfying story for your readers. And to help you with your own plot weaving, I've created a free resource which I've linked in the description below. So if you're unsure about where to write what in your story, this episode and that resource is for you. So grab your favorite beverage and a cozy spot and let's dive into today's episode. Okay, when thinking about plot weaving, we usually have some questions floating around. When do I stop one plot line and add a scene or scenes from another plot line? Where do I start or end the different plot lines? Should I space them evenly across my story? All these questions are things we wonder about when we have more than one plot line to write. And that is what plot weaving is. It is the where I write what to make the story work. Now, the problem with this kind of teaching platform is that I can't give you an answer to these questions that are tailor-made for your story because every story is different and your plot lines are different from any other writers. But what I can do for you is share how you can assess your own story to see how best to weave your plots together. Now, just a quick note, plot weaving is not a construct for plotters only. Even if you are a hardcore pantser, you do require some understanding of plot weaving for when you get to that part of the process. All right, so there are three things that determine how you weave your plot lines together. First is the size and nature of the plot line. By this I mean how detailed is it or how much happens in this plot line and are the events or circumstances in this plot line dependent on events or circumstances in other plot lines for it to make sense. Now another way to phrase this is are there specific events in this plot line that can't happen without a certain event happening in another plot line first. Now second is the tension scale of the plot line. All stories have varying tension throughout the story, or at least that's how it should be. Some moments are going to be high tension and others low tension. And to know when to shift from one plotline to another, you need to be aware of both high and low tension moments in your plotlines. And third is the calendar or the continuance of time in the plotline. Does your plotline take place over hours, weeks, months, or even decades? And also, how much time passes from one scene to another. Knowing this, it will be easy to see how early or late in your story that plot line needs to start if it's a subplot, or where it can end if it's an internal or a subplot. It will also make it easier to know where you can jump to another plot line if some time passes between two scenes. Now, I realize that if you are a pantser, you might not know any of this as you're writing, but that is why for pantsers, Plot weaving usually happens after the first draft is complete. Then you'll hopefully have all the information to move the scenes into their right places. Alright, so let's take a closer look at the size and nature of your plotline. When it comes to the size of your plotline, think about the number of POV characters who are active in that plotline, as well as the number of conflicts and plot events that occur within the plotline. Now you might ask me, but Salome, how many conflicts or plot events should there be in a short plotline versus a long one? 
And I can't really answer that because it's relative. For example, your main external plot would be longer than your internal plot, but your internal plot would be longer than your subplots, and some of your subplots will be longer than others. Just a note, when I say short or long plot lines, I'm referring to their page time or the word counts. Now keep in mind, for you, a plot line might be relatively short, whereas that same plot line might be long for someone else, because it also depends on the overall size or the word count of your story. So take a look at your different plot lines and see which ones require more page time than others. This is the start of plot viewing. Okay, so let's take a look at the nature of your plotline. When it comes to the nature of your plotline, there are two things I want you to consider. First, certain plotlines have specific expectations attached to them. Let me explain. Your main external plot is expected to start when your story starts and to end when your story ends. Your internal plot is expected to start when your story starts along with the main external plot but it's expected to end just before the climax of the main external plot. And your subplots are expected to start at the beginning of the second act of your story, when your characters have moved into their new world, and it is expected to end before the climax of the main external plot. Now, if you have multiple subplots, then you can start and end them anywhere within those two points. But overall, all subplots should start somewhere after the beginning of Act 2, and end somewhere before the climax of the main external plot. If this sounds confusing, don't worry, I have added a graphic in the free resource to show you exactly how this would look in a story. Alright, so the second thing to consider when it comes to the nature of your plotline is how they interact with each other. Take a look at your plotlines and see if there are any events or changes that can't happen if something in another plotline doesn't happen first. For example, if you have a plotline where your character has to lead a group of soldiers against an army of ogres, but they don't believe they are capable of leadership and are going to cause the death of all their soldiers, then you first have to get them to that point of confidence and capability through another subplot. Okay, so now that you can see how the plotlines interact with each other, you need to decide where to pause one plotline at which scene or moment in that plot in order to start or to continue with another plotline before going back to it. And to determine this, you need to look at the tension scale and time continuance. First, let's look at tension. How do you know when it is high and when it is low? Now, you need to know this because you will pause a plotline at a low tension scene to start a high tension scene of another plotline. Okay, so first of all, tension is not the same as action. You can have an action-packed scene that has little to no tension. So why is that? It is because tension is linked to stakes and not action. The higher the stakes, the higher the tension. And just the same, the lower the stakes, the lower the tension. So when you look at your plotline, look at each scene and rate the tension from 1 to 10. You can do this by determining what the stakes are in that scene or what are the consequences of them failing to achieve that scene's goal. Is it equal to a stubbed toe or an amputated leg? Once you've rated your scenes, you can see where the high tension moments are as well as the low tension moments. And if you do this for all your plot lines, you will see where you can pause, start or continue scenes from the different plot lines. Just remember to keep in mind how the plot lines interact because that will factor into which scenes you place where. Now finally, let's look at time. 
where you start or end your plot lines, aside from the main external plot, because that one starts at the start of the story and ends at the end of the story. But where you start and end your plot lines will be determined as well by how much time in hours, days or weeks, etc. passes from the beginning of the plot line to the end of the plot line. And then where you can pause, start or continue the plot line can be determined by how much time passes from one scene to another within that plot line. You can also consider the duration of the scene itself. So for example, if this plotline scene plays off over three hours and the next event or conflict that happens in that plotline is only in two days, you can have a scene from another plotline that plays off over 12 hours and you can pause the first plotline after that three hour scene and insert the 12 hour scene from the other plotline before returning to the first plotline to get to that event that happens in two days. It's almost like fitting puzzle pieces. If everything lines up, the size and the nature of the plot lines, the tension scale and timing of the plot lines, then the puzzle pieces fall into place. Plot weaving can be daunting, but just remember that you don't have to get it perfect on the first try. Do your best, and if you need to, you can always go back and shift things around. And don't forget to check out the free resource in the description below that will help you to determine how to weave your own plot lines together. So that's it for today's episode. I really hope you found it helpful. And if you have, or if you have any questions or future episode suggestions, please let me know in the comments below. So until next time, may your creativity flow freely and your fingers dance upon the keys. Keep writing with joy and stay connected. Cheers.